2: It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell.
0: I find it interesting.
2: Thanks for making us your sports station.
3: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You never know who's listening to this show.
4: It's big. (laughs)
3: And uh, I just got a message from a guy that we love, and he's going to be joining us during the football season, talking about the Falcons. Uh, Chuck Smith just hit me up. He's like, I want to talk about Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Chuck Smith, Joe. So I was like, call in, bro. Right. Mo- you know you're more than welcome. Uh, he knows about pass rush, and he understands what the Falcons are trying to do. So hopefully we'll we'll get him to-, to dial us up here in just a little bit. I don't know what he's got going on, but he said he was listening to Mike, and he was like, oh, I got, I got to talk about hey, this with you guys. I hope
5: that, uh, you know, again, the previous regime would not really Listen to Chuck. Although for whatever reason, Chuck works with you know dozens of guys every year, makes mm. millions of dollars for guys, and makes I'm getting Chuck's pocket, but Chuck makes a nice uh, little piece of change as a consultant. He is the pass rush specialist, and for whatever reason, you know, I mean, you know, he's always ready. All you do is somebody got to pick up a phone over there, and he'd help out, but never seemed to work out under DQ. Yeah,
3: he sent. Uh, it wasn't him. Who? Who sent? Somebody sent me this. I think we talked about it, Mike, going the summer they had. Now, I know COVID's been, you know, obviously going on and people have been very careful, but everybody had to be tested and vaccinated, right. I believe. But they had a Pashra summit in Vegas early summer. Right. And I got a picture from some one of these guys that was there, and it was like, it was a who's who. And I think we came on the air, and I was like, guess who wasn't there? None of our guys were there. You know, and you wonder what, what the deal is. I'm sorry, Chris, say that again. Oh, Chuck's there. Okay, let's talk to him. See, just like that. Chuck Smith joining us here. And, Chuck, we appreciate you listening, man. You know, we're always trying to chop it up and keep the conversation interesting, and I'm glad that we we got your ear on this. But tell us what you think about Dante Fowler. I I just – I'm trying to to raise my expectations about what he's going to do this season, but Mike says he has no expectations.
4: Right. Well, first I want to thank you guys for, you know, letting me be a part. I'm on my way down 85 headed to Tampa for the Tampa Titans joint practices, you know, for a day and uh, doing a little consulting work down there. And I want to tell you also, Carl, I'm excited to be being on the show, you know, uh, regularly coming throughout the week, you know, coming up. But also, man, I appreciate you giving me this open hotline. So anytime I hear something about pass rush, I'm calling in. (laughs) It's like the bat phone. We love it.
3: We love it. So tell us, man, what's calling what, in. Well, what's the deal? First of all, let's go back. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 929 the game, guys. We'll get to an NFL blitz, a shortened diversion, even if we have to here in a little bit. But Chuck Smith dialing us up. We we're talking about Dante Fowler. There are guys on this team that need to live up to the expectation. What was he before we got him? Because it, with the Rams, he looked really good. We end up getting him in free agency. We pay him a lot of money, Chuck. And then I know he was injured. Right. But what is the deal? Why hasn't he necessarily worked even when he's been on the field?
4: Well, let me start. If you got a second, I'm going to start this with how it starts in college. Really, Dante and a lot of pass rushers like Dante, it really starts in college. When Dante came out of high school and was at Florida, he was considered an athlete, supreme athlete. You can out-athlete everybody. He runs a 4-4. He takes off. He's tall. He looks great. And um, So then you go to Florida. So he was never really truly developed as a pass rusher with skilled moves. He didn't spin, chop, club. And so, what happens is when you get drafted, the NFL, there's a lot of not saying Don, no, I'm not saying he's a mistake, so I want to make that clear. A lot of the evaluation of these hybrids are uh, mis-evaluated because, you know, he's, you know, they evaluate him as an athlete, not as, as a pass rusher. So, what happens is when you get to the NFL and you don't have developed those skills and you've always told you're an athlete, you always try to just use athleticism and power. So, what Dante did, man, we got to Jacksonville. You know, he was there, so he never developed, had those skills. Yannick Ngwakaway, a pass rusher came out of Maryland, who, you know, I'm thankful enough to have been a part of his career. And so he came in there. He took Dante's position, and subsequently Dante goes to the Rams. He gets to learn the cross chop from Robert Quinn, I think, and Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. He developed that move with the Rams, guys. So it led all the way up to then to the Rams because he was a bust in, in uh, Jacksonville. So the Rams, when he gets to the Rams, he's, uh, he gets his shot, and he develops and uses that cross chop and his speed and his ghost moves. So the story is this. When he, and then now let's move it forward to the Falcons. So I want the listeners to truly understand so I can shape it all up. He comes to the Falcons, and now he doesn't use his moves. So all this is to say what's wrong with Dante. He's not using his moves. The guys in the NFL who get sacks use signature pass rush moves. When he was a Rams, when he was a free agent, He killed it. He was spinning, chopping. So I don't know what's changed from that transition. I know he was a little bit hurt, Mm -hmm. but there's really a progression of Dante's career that's led him here. And the key is when he uses moves, he's successful. If he doesn't use his moves, he'll suffer the same fate as he did last year and as well as last year in Jacksonville.
5: It is uh, Big Chuck Smith with us, guys, from the Bomb Squad, 98 NFC Champs here. And, again, he does this for a living, works as a pass rush specialist. He heard us talking about Dante last segment, calls in part of our NFL Blitz. So, I mean, getting him back to a 3-4 in addition to doing those things that you want him to do, I mean, is this guy going to be able to rejuvenate his career this year with Coach Pease?
4: Yeah, I think he will. I think he's in a fantastic situation with Coach Pease. And because, remember we talked about, now remember, guys, I just talked about the hybrid. Is he a defensive end? Is he a linebacker? How does he fit in? Dude, that's the thing about Dante. He was never going to fit in with Dan Quinn's defense because he's a 3 4 backer. Mm. Drum rolls, please. Come yeah. on, man. He's a 3 4 backer. He's not the t- type of defensive end that Dan Quinn was looking for in the 4 3, and he thought he could do that because remember, he played it in Florida under Dan Quinn, but he can't. He was misevaluated by Dan Quinn in that group and their staff when it comes to fitting Dante Fowler in because he is a 3-4. What did I talk to you guys about, so we're putting it all together? He's an athlete. When he's a 3-4 backer, you can out-athlete people and not have signature moves. So he's in a better position under the Coach piece and I think this defense, Dante Fowler, is going to have a successful year, and I think he's going to uh, put all the question marks to bed if he's a, a 10-sack guy. I think he's going to have a great year.
3: Chuck, I think it's very important that, that people hear what you just said. I, heard they, I hope they listened because part of the failures of what we've seen with our defense has been the misevaluation of certain players, wanting them to be something that they weren't capable of being or putting them in a position that they weren't going to be successful in. And we saw that the last few years with DQ, right or wrong?
4: Facts. That's facts. No question about that, man. And, you know, here's the thing about it, too. It's part of a a generational type thing. And I look at football with my company, Chuck Smith Training Systems, as – A lot of things are generational, and the Falcons just lost a generation of defensive ends that were first-round picks that you never make up that are guys that should be Shaq Barrett. They should be uh, Joey Bosa. But in Vic Beasley attacking McKinley, that sets you a franchise back because the pass rusher, the only person more important is the quarterback. So what that does is it sets you back, man. So the evaluation in here, and we'll bring it back to the out-athlete thing again. Their athletes, they should have been some, in 3-4 defenses from day one. So Vick and Roy, you never saw Vicker or Tack McKinley playing a six technique inside a tight end. Never. You never saw them bring him down in the three. They're 3-4 three, backers, so what happened was they were misevaluated. It's really not their fault, but, but it is partly a little bit is because they should have probably, when they seen things that were going on the way they were going, they, they should have left. Probably been out of there a little earlier. But, you know, the you know the sad part for me about that is I'm just trying to talk and I'm driving, so I'm uh, at this airport. It didn't really have to be that way. And I don't really – I'm just be like, really 100 with y'all and so you can understand how my business worked. It didn't really have to be that way. I wish I had had more support from Dan Quinn and the organization helping Vic Beasley attack McKinley come train with me. I could have helped them. The Falcons didn't have to suffer that fate, man. I trained Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Stephon Tuitt, Chris Jones. I trained Max Crosby, Yannick. I trained coaches. I sit down with Venables. I sit down, with me with Belichick. I'm working. This is, all these years, everybody's been saying, I'm going to be transparent, I've been saying, hey, watch up, you don't train with them. Because they never, ever gave me the opportunity, because at the end of the day, Dan Quinn had an issue with anyone ever getting any kind of credit versus what him doing. I trained these guys for years, man. I did tell the Falcons to draft Aaron Donald. Begged them. Begged them to draft him. Talked to him. But they said the kid from Minnesota second round is going to be better. I said, okay. Let me hit Les me Let me let me just send Lex a <laughs> Les let me send less a blind a blind text. Right. I don't know if he read it, but he got it, it, it was sent. Told him, man. Told everybody. Then listen, man. True story. I told him to get Yannick. Good God Almighty. Told him to get Yannick. I said, get Yannick, man. Yannick was there. So nonetheless, I ain't gonna get in this step. into step onto it and me trying to sh- Shock them, but nonetheless, man, that's how, that's the real story for all my fans and people that listen. Who've been so now we can stop saying that I'm completely out of. I'm blessed to train the top guys in the world. Uh, Gary opened up my own training facility, so pass rushes, the home of pass rush, man, is gonna be in Atlanta, Georgia, man. And um, so I'm opening my own training facility, but that's the real story, man. It didn't have to be that way for Tack and Vic.
1: No, we, I could have helped
4: them, dude, man. I feel bad. I feel bad sometimes because the fans have been thirsting for pass rush. I could have helped give the Falcons pass rush, man, 8, nine, ten years ago. Easy. Appreciate you coming on. they gave me the shot. No, we, we – the game. It's we,
5: real. We've been asking the question, Carl, for, like, for years. You know why? Chuck Smith yeah, is I've literally – Yeah, have
4: been that for years. You know,
5: 30 minutes away from Flowery Branch. And, by the way, Stephon It was picked about nine picks, Carl, after Rasheed Hageman.
3: I know. I, listen –
5: Chuck's been on with us over the years. And if you're new to the show,
3: uh, Chuck played in the NFL, played for the Falcons. He will be the first one to tell you. He's become one of the premier coaches and teachers after his playing career. And he's he's better at this than he was even at getting after the quarterback. And he was a hell of a guy that could get after the quarterback. So I think, you know, when you start talking about who's who and who you know, and I always say this, who you know, I know he knows and works with everybody. And what he's saying is absolutely true. But he couldn't say these things, okay, Atlanta, when dq was here he just couldn't so now it's 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 over it's gone and he's letting you know what the deal was for all falcon fans who just said well i don't understand why we can't do this so chuck thank you again for coming on man we appreciate it he's going to be joining us during the season guys we're going to be doing something on fridays with him on tuesdays looking at tape and doing uh some different things on social media as well so we're excited about it we'll be telling you guys a lot more chuck be careful man heading down to tampa chuck smith all right, guys, it's Dukes and Bale NFL Blitz. We're going to use that as our NFL Blitz brought to you by Priority Men's <laughs> Medical Center. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Right. Mike, the, we do have some other things to get into. Oh, by the
5: way, one of the guys, I, know, I I don't know if they heard it from Chuck, but one of the guys Chuck worked with that we did draft was actually Devondre Campbell yep. in the fourth round of 2016. Remember, he came on uh, right before the draft, and uh, we, we talked us. about it. So. Look, it's, and it's frustrating because that is a resource that was here. And it's not like, again, it's not like it's a guy just you know, pumping out his chest. Carl just laid it out. He's working with guys all over the NFL and coaching staffs and teams. So there you go. Another reason to be disappointed about what the hell just went down with the Dimitrov Quinn regime.
3: Yeah, but you never know what you're going to hear on this show. And that's why you need to be here every day. You won't get that anywhere else. I promise you, you won't get that anywhere else. If you're a Falcon fan and you want to know what what was going on, there, there it is. And he just laid it out, and he's telling you about Fowler's makeup which is a big thing, Mike. Uh, Failure for some of these guys was
5: they were just not put in a position to be successful. Right. And that, that again, gets back
3: to coaching.
5: And Chuck does not rule out that Dante can have a rebirth this season. Now, again, as Chuck said, injuries, That maybe that's why some of the things he wanted to do physically he wasn't able to do, but there was more technique and there was more multi-moves when he was with the Rams. The signature moves, Chuck always preaches, and hopefully that will come to the fore this year because, you know, again, they were paying this guy a ton of money. He had to take a big pay cut this year. Still wants to be here, but uh, he's got to have an impact. And so far, there has been no impact from Dante Fowler.
3: All right. I do want to pay this off because I did tease ahead saying that uh, they're now requiring proof. The Raiders, Mike, are requiring proof of vaccination. Is this going to be what we see for most NFL teams around the league, do you believe?
5: I'm not sure. I know California and you know, Nevada is different. The Raiders are doing that. Uh, SoFi Stadium, you're going to have to have masks on and in basically everywhere. Uh, I, I can listen. You're in your seat and that may change, but they've just come up with a new uh, ruling from, I guess, the uh, whoever runs the health department in Los Angeles County. So that affects the stadium where the Super Bowl is going to be held. But yeah, I do think we're going to see that, Carl. I know with the uh, with the Falcons, you're going to probably they're, they're going to suggest for now you're wearing masks in the concourse area. Once you're in your seat, if you're, you know, quote, actively drinking or eating, in other words, you can't eat a, drink a brew with a mask on. But uh, they still want you in the, when you're in closed quarters to have a to have a mask on your face. All right, man, plenty more to get
3: to. Uh, It is Dukes and Bell on a Tuesday. Braves back at it tonight. They were slugging away last night, 12-2 victory. We remain in first place, and we extended our lead by a half game as Phillies did not play last night. Darren Eels is on the way, though, guys. we got a match tomorrow. Toronto and... Do you like what you're seeing so far as how things are coming together with Atlanta United? We've gone through our struggles, no doubt, but they've tried to revamp a few things. We've added a couple of players. We're going to talk to Darren Neal's president of Atlanta United, coming up here in about seven minutes. And also, a little bit later on, Martin Stevenson is going to join us. We'll talk again about the Tour Championship. It's a big deal, man. Um, We've got so many great events in our city and things that we host, you know, whether it's the SEC Championship, the bowl games, This is uh, one of the premier events in in the world of sports, and so Martin is a big part of what happens out there. We're going to talk with him coming up at about 420. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. Thanks to Chuck Smith. Uh, That was uh, impromptu, by the way. We did not have him scheduled today. He just was listening to Mike and I talk about – Dante Fowler, which we'll right. dive back into at five o'clock, and he was riding along and was like, Hey, let me let me talk
5: about this with you guys, and then took us somewhere we didn't we didn't know where he was going <laughs> Well, with that. like I said, now we know uh, why we never saw Chuck at Falcons practice.
3: Yeah, man. With Dan Quinn. With Dan Quinn. It's Dukes and Bell. Uh very interesting stuff though. If you missed it, it will be up online at Odyssey.com. Let's say good afternoon to our man, president of Atlanta United, Darren Eels, who makes his weekly visit by the show. And and Darren, first of all, good afternoon.
6: How are you? Afternoon, chat. Yeah, doing good. After a couple of wins on the bounce, a lot nicer to be on the show.
5: <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot less, uh, a lot less stress. You know, what I mean, a lot, a lot of good cop, bad cop the last couple of weeks, Darren. But uh, you know, we—I know I've asked you a million times, but it seems like Barco and, and the guys are just—they're responding, and more importantly, they're finishing. But uh, you got to love the job that your interim coach is, is doing, and the fact that he's going to stick around with Pineda.
6: Yeah, no, I think it's been brilliant. I mean, it's fantastic to see with Gonzalo and Rob. You know, they've been in constant communication really from a couple of days before we announced. So, you know, I think that's really exciting because obviously Rob's done a great job um, in terms of, you know, the connection he has with the players and Gonzalo obviously has a really good understanding with Rob already in the short time they've been working together. So I think, you know, that's exciting for everybody. And look, it was great to get another win. I mean, our fans are unbelievable. Another 67,500 in the stadium. Um, You know, we take it for granted, but it was amazing the the atmosphere. And it was one of those games, Mike, where I've never heard a crowd cheer so loudly when it went out for a goal kick, where we were (laughs) in the six minutes trying to hold on. But, you know, our fans sort of willed us all the way to the end of the game. And, you know, great to get another victory for them.
3: I think for the first time, I'm guessing Joseph Martinez talked about that. He was thinking about retirement, can you fill us in on this? Because it was kind of a surprise. Mike Conti tweeted it out saying he talked about it in the post-press conference with his injury. Was it more severe than we were led on to, to think it was? Or was this just Joseph contemplating all the things that were going on with him at the time?
6: No, look, I mean, I think look, it's always tough than an ACL, and there was a couple of setbacks that he had. But, again, you know, Joseph's such a, you know, his personality, you see it, that, you know, for him, it was certainly some dark days because, you know, he's that type of player that lives for playing the game and lives for scoring goals. I think that's why it was so important for him to get that goal at home because, you know, that's what he's about, scoring that goal in front of the fans. So, look, like every athlete going through it, it's, you know, it's a tough, long rehab. And, you know, everybody, I've been through it as a player as well. You have your dark days. And, you know, the great thing is to see him, you know, back in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, scoring a goal, the winner for us, to get us a win. It's just, you know, it means so much to him. So, I'm so pleased that he's come through it. And, you know, he's he's back now, three goals in three games and getting towards the Josephs that, that we know and love.
5: But he's definitely been more forthcoming, Darren, with a lot of comments about teammates and the, and the vibe. I mean, it's, he, he's obviously back in the groove and he's certainly, you know, feeling good. And again, I know that we heard from uh, Valentino that he's given us, is he still giving us some time off because the knee is still not a hundred percent?
6: Yeah, I think like anything, you know, he's, he's going to come back and get to a hundred percent is, is going to take time. But I think, you know, what I've noticed from Joseph as well, he's really mature. And I think part of that was the injury. It, you know, um, you know, it forces you to sort of contemplate you know, your career. And I think, you know, he's come out of it much more mature as a player, much more as a leader of the team because, you know, he is one of our veterans now in the locker room. And, you know, we expect that from Joseph. You know, he's our designated player. He's our talisman. And with that comes a responsibility. And it's been really encouraging to see, you know, Joseph step up and being more mature. You've seen it with the interviews now. He's, you know, speaking the English uh, and he's a leader in the locker room too. And he knows that. I think, you know, that's one of the, you know, the positives. I and mean, then, you know, take the silver lining. No one wishes an injury on anyone, and Joseph's done really well to battle through, but I think he's become a lot more mature as a person from that uh, from that injury, and that's great to see.
3: Yeah, I think he even said, you know, he looks at, at Barco like his little brother. I mean, that was an interesting comment that we hadn't heard him say uh, either. It's Darren Eels, guys, joining us here on Dukes and Bell. What do you know about Toronto?
6: Well, I mean, look, they're a, they're a top team, and they're struggling this year, so, you know, they're having a <laughs> having a tough time with it at the bottom of the table at the moment but they've got some really good players and you know they're definitely not a team that we can take for granted they've been a bit of a bogey team for us you know you think back to back to that 2018 when he could have won the supporter shield and they beat us and you know they, they always seem to be a team that uh, cause us problems so we absolutely can't take them for granted you know they've got some top class players and you know they're going to be really up for it they've got a you know their interim coach that they've now named till the end of the season they're going to be coming trying to get the three points so We've got to be on our game. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, you always complain. that I don't give you breaking news, but we've literally just a second been told from the visa that Luis Luis Araujo oh. is going to be available for selection. So, you know, that's exciting that um, he's going to be there ready to, to be part of the squad. And, you know, I think, you know, him, he's going to be a real boost to the team for the second half of this season.
5: All right, that's we're getting some good news. I mean, this reminds me, Carl, of like 2019, where we we're kind of like not really getting traction, and Darren kept saying, "Long season, long season." We're like, "Ah, we're going to run out of season." And now things are <laughs> starting to happen. And you take and again, it's water under the bridge. But some of those matches we should have won, where we let leads get away, we're in the playoffs right now. So, so Darren, Darren Hills joins us, guys. We're just tuning in. President of Atlanta United. What does Gonzalo Pineda do right now? Does he kind of just let it flow and hands off, or does he? You think he's going to come in and be decisive? Because right now, the the stew has been. Co- by a chef named Valentino and it tastes pretty good.
6: Yeah, no, look, and they're talking, like I said, they've been talking for, you know, over a week now and look, Gonzalez gone on record in the media and obviously when we were chatting in in the interview process and, you know, he understands that at this stage you'd be crazy to try and change things too quickly. It's about mentality, it's about playing with a passion for the fans, all the things that, that we've been seeing in the last couple of games, keeping that going and keeping the message simple. What we can't do is change things during the middle of the season in a drastic way you know, Gonzalo knows that, but there'll be small little fixes as time goes on that he'll see and be able to sort of implement. But, you know, his approach will be absolutely, you know, let's keep the continuity. I think it's refreshing. With Gonzalo, one of the things that that really, you know, stuck out to me is that he, you know, he believes in our players. He said that to the players on the Zoom call when he spoke to them on the Wednesday before we announced. And he genuinely believes that. He thinks his squad is good enough to make the playoffs and go on a run. And so from that perspective, you know, he's coming in, with the knowledge of MLS, but also with, you know, knowledge of these players and the belief in these players. And that's what, you know, I think, you know, ultimately that's what the players need to hear and that's what they need to be showing on the pitch. And they've certainly shown that in the last couple of matches. And, you know, one swallow doesn't make a summer, but I feel like we're seeing that improvement. You add into the mix with Luis, you know, being available now um, with some players coming back from injury like Brooks Lennon who got on the pitch in the last game. And, you know, we've got the makings, hopefully being able to go on a run in the second half of the season. The great thing about MLS, you know, compared to the rest of the world of soccer, is you just got to get in the playoffs and then anything can happen.
3: You are big time. You know this, right? I saw that picture with you and Owen Wilson. What were you guys doing yeah, hanging out?
6: Cool. Yeah, me and my mate Owen, no, it was great. What I loved is so he was there with uh, his children, big soccer fans, hmm. and, you know, they were there in the Five Stripes gear. So, you know, really engaging, uh, really nice chap. You know, he's here doing a, a lot of filming at the moment. So, you know, I think uh, he's hoping to come to the game tomorrow. Um, he's got to film late, so he's going to perhaps get there late. But just a really nice chap, and it was good that you know he did promise me the win at halftime, and we got the win. So, like I said, he's he's, he's free to come anytime he likes now.
3: That's cool. So he's filming uh, here in town, doing some movies or whatever he's doing, and and wanted to come to a match or two, and and uh, you guys just hooked up. That's cool because I know people were saying, "Well, does Darren is Darren know Owen from back in the day or something?"
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's really. I mean, we've got a few in. Few sort of contacts, you know, Millie Bobby Brown is, you know, like coming to the games from uh, Stranger Things and, mm. and her dad is English. She's actually English. She was born born in England. So her dad I know pretty well. So we've got a few contacts that you just get in Atlanta. And, you know, the great thing with Atlanta United, we've seen it, you know, even Kanye, you know, he kept doing his album just so he could come and watch a couple of games. But people love coming to the matches. And right. I think that's the great thing about Atlanta. It's an amazing city. And, you know, sometimes I don't think we all realise how, how lucky we are to be in this city and sometimes when i'm abroad people don't know of atlanta they've heard of la they've heard of new york but it's a hidden gem of north america in my view it's a vibrant exciting diverse city and you know it's just a fun place
5: so uh kanye did go home right finally yeah (laughs) (laughs) he
3: said finally (laughs) yeah
5: No, oh, I just—I mean, you know—I mean, the, the, the day he was walking around wearing the mask thing—that just made me chuckle. Uh, Darren Eels is with us guys from Atlanta United. Uh, the good news is things are starting to cook. If you're just tuning in, Aroujou is going to be able to play. Paperwork finally came through. There's a lot of, you know, red tape you got to get through. So, wh- what needs to improve now, Darren? I mean, it looks like the defense, when Bello and Marcus, uh, with—I uh, should say—with with Miles here, it's solidified. So, wh- what concerns you now in this in this in the second half?
4: Well, I
6: think we've got to, you know, obviously we've got a very small margin for error. So we've got to get those results. We spoke about, you know, a couple of games earlier in the season, two no-up at home in the 85th minute. We dropped four points there. You know, we absolutely can't afford to do that. So a little bit of game management. Um, you know, it's important that we get the the points when they're available and, and there for us. I think, um, you know, on the attacking front, I think it's going to get better and better. Obviously, Luis has got to get used to the team and be integrated into the squad. You know, Joseph's coming you know, back to the Joseph, we know he's got three goals in three games. I think we've seen Barco since he came back from the Olympics, looking really impressive. Uh, and Marta, you know, Moreno again, you know, it was a great um, sort of hockey assist in the ball through to Barco for Joseph's goal on the weekend. So I think, you know, we've got the, we've got the potential. I mean, I think second half, we let it slip a little bit against LFC. Um, you know, they did sort of come back on us. So it's about keeping playing our game and keeping going, even when we've got the lead. But I think it's all there. And I think, you know, with Gonzalo coming in, uh, with a chance to, like I said, just sort of keep the message simple. but make some tweaks here and there, you know, in collaboration with his assistant coaches. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about the second half of the season, to be honest.
5: You know, Carl, I mean, one thing we know, the worm has turned when VAR helps us out. Right, Darren? <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, and,
6: and, look, we, we feel like we've been on the wrong end of a lot of decisions. Uh, so on this one, I'm going to say brilliant job by by VAR and the pro referees, so they're doing a super job.
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Don't ruin it. All right, we look forward to seeing what happens tomorrow night right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Darren Eels, uh, coverage starts at – actually kicks at 6.30 tomorrow, or 7, should I say, coverage starts at 6.30. So uh, we look forward to it. Darren, thanks again for stopping by. Good luck, and we can't wait to see our new designated player. Cheers. Thanks a lot. No doubt. What, What do you think, Mike? I mean, trying to bring more offensive power. You just want more action, more goals. Let's hope that's the case. Uh, Plenty more to dive into. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. What's going on with the dogs as some of their guys are not with the team as they're getting ready for the first game of the season against Clemson. Martin Stevenson on the way as well to talk about the Tour Championship. Stay right there.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.
3: It is Dukes and Bell. Uh, follow us, guys. Mike Bell, ATL. I'm mean, at put them up See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell 929. I was just about to retweet this out because we now know the Hawks are going to have the Mavs in town. Opening night, October 21st, 730 on TNT. So we're getting the respect we deserve, guys, coming off the season we had. You got, you're going to have more games on TNT. We're going to play on Christmas night or Christmas right. Day, should I say, as well now. We know that against the Knicks so uh heck of a way
5: to open the season it's gonna be a lot of fun hey we've been uh, dying to be a brand and obviously trey is a brand and trey is a star and uh again should have been the all-star here again that was kind of a bad bad look for the nba but now we're gonna get the juice carl and we can settle it well not for once and for all but we'll see Luca versus trey to start the season how cool is that yeah it's awesome man all right more on uh
3: what's going on around the nba with the schedule release it's kind of you know leaking out again a lot of these games and Uh, what it looks like as far as the christmas week uh, christmas weekend and as well as opening night which is going to be different because you're going to have different opening nights around the league it's going to be kind of cool um but we'll get to that right now let's get to yeah man no man all right bro what is going on on this rainy afternoon
2: I don't like this rain. Let's get this rain out of here. We got trees falling in people's yards. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. I was I was worried when Chris hit me up and told me. I, I was first thing I thought of was Becky. The grills, are they all okay?
5: <laughs> no, no, I mean, the other thing is, uh, real quick, uh, Carl, I was going to save this for Guy Talk. I mean, I, I'm by myself. Becky's up at PA. It's her mom's 70th birthday this week. Oh, wow, okay. And, uh, and I, you know, we're going to save vacation for Christmas, so I was, uh, I'm, I'm, it's me and the dog. And so today, literally, I'm running around trying to get the dog to poop before I get, because i got going to leave him for six hours to come to the radio show. And then I literally get here, and I'm about to go on the mic, and I get to I get the text from Martin, my neighbor, who's like, you know, my, he's like my Johnny down there. We've talked about this. He's like, uh, what's his name from uh, from Family Guy, Cleveland, and so Cle- he, he calls me up. He goes, dude, he you got. Back? Yeah. yeah, he goes, dude, okay. to, to, <laughs> I, okay. I showed you the picture <laughs> <Yeah>. of Martin. <laughs> yeah. Martin. When you say Cleveland, I was like, is he yeah, right? He's, okay, he's, he's like, my Cleveland meets Johnny. But anyway, right. he, so Martin goes, yeah, hey, dude, you got a tree down. And I'm like, immediately you think, like, did it hit the house? Did it hit what, what where or what? You know, my my brand new Corvette in the garage, Squid Billy, my mind raced. It's a tree we were going to have to chop down, so it's not bad. No big deal. We just got to, the neighbors are already going to help. Apparently started on it with a chainsaw. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it didn't hit anything.
2: Though, wait, right? wait, hold on, hold on a second. What? You don't drive the Corvette when it rains, do you? No, I don't. Elitist. <laughs> <laughs> First world problem. Elitist. You know
5: what? I worked hard to have three cars, and by God, I'm doing it. Let me tell you something. If you don't,
2: if you don't drive your primary car when it rains, mm. I don't know if you're a man of the people anymore. Hey, you know what,
5: Carl? Tell him to go p- <laughs> tell him to pound sand. The Audi's got all-wheel drive, okay? Pipe down. So this, this tree, though, didn't hit anything, right? That's the good it, news. It came up just shy of our new fence, and anybody who's put a fence up knows there's a oh. shortage of materials in Metro Atlanta, like Spence everywhere else it. in the country. So, uh, Martin, my, thanks, thanks to my man Martin for taking pictures, so I know exactly. But it, ju- it just came up short, didn't wreck anything, so it literally just fell and didn't hit anything. That's the length of it. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: It matters. It matters. All right, you And so now yeah. I want a
5: palm tree. Becky, will let me have one. But more on that next summer. Anyway, back to you, Squid. Doesn't it look out of place though down there? Who cares? It? I look out of place down there. Let's <laughs> go. <forward. laughs> I just, if you got a backyard that like doesn't have that that tropical look, and you've got other like people tree that have too? palm trees in my neighborhood. I want a palm tree. Damn it! All right. Yeah, all well,
2: right. they went through with the HOA, so you better go yeah. get HOA now approval.
5: Drain that pipsqueak out. Anyway, what do you got, man?
2: All right. Well, one of the things that's happened is the NIL in college football—it's going crazy. You know, players are signing everywhere. Well, George's quarterback signed with an Athens-based uh, company in Zaxby's, mm. so he is now a proud endorser of Zaxby's. You know, he had talked about—he's been, he's been basically a uh, been a big customer of Zaxby's since he moved to Athens and transferred in. So. I had thought of this when I saw it, and then I saw my boy Wes Blankenship do something similar on his Mm. Twitter. But for you guys, when you were in college, and, Mike, you can pick one of the eight schools you went to. Right. um, What would have been the restaurant you would have been an endorser for? So, basically, what restaurant did you go to the most that you would have been an endorser for when you were in college?
5: Wow. For great live rock and roll, Carl, I choose Bullwinkles on Tennessee here in Tallahassee. Now, I mean, that's a great question. Is it still there? Yes, it is. It's still still out there, still rocking. Wow. Uh, The first, the library, a lot of bars have been rebranded, changed names, not Mm -hmm. there anymore, parking lots. But what would yours be? I know there's so many great bars in Austin, Texas. There are.
3: Uh, I would tell you. Uh, I don't even think it's there anymore. It was. Uh, it was. I think it was called Big Tex. They had great Tex Mex. The thing for us, I don't know. I think for everybody in college, cheap drinks, right? right? If you could go and have, they had like you know dollar margaritas, dollar beer. I mean, it was like just ridiculously cheap. If you went in there with ten dollars, you could get, you could get tore up. So right. any night of the week. But I think the name has changed now. I was just about to look up where and what 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 the name is. Of well, this restaurant you know when I was there, because yeah. again, guys, for you know, you're talking about the mid '90s, right. so
5: I don't, a lot of this stuff is still not there. A lot of this stuff is turned turned over now. AJ's uh, Squid Billy yeah, I took you to AJ's down in Destin. There's an AJ's in Tallahassee. I would have endorsed.
2: Yeah, I mean AJ's is great. Um, you know, when I was when I was in college, we went to a couple of places. One of the places we went it was the Mellow Mushroom across the street from Kennesaw State. Always had a live band every Friday night. So on Friday nights, we'd be over there watching a live band, eating some pizza, having some pictures. But on Saturdays, we would always go to a place called Hemingway's in Marietta Square. They always had cover bands. Like one of the bands was called Block Party. In fact, my neighborhood does concerts here in the summer once a year. And I, we, we move in our first summer in here, obviously the summer before the pandemic. And we look up, and it's Block Party playing in our neighborhood. And, and Amy and I had both seen them play live, but we we went to a couple of places like that. Nice. I mean, Wait
3: a minute, they were playing in the neighborhood now?
2: Yeah. Wow. They're still they're still around. Uh, they they still play. I don't know if they hmm. play Hemingways anymore, but yeah, they they also play. They actually played in Buckhead a couple of times. I'd seen them in Buckhead too cool. once we moved down there. But yeah, get to the neighborhood uh, concert. We roll up. There is there is Block Party playing, and, and uh. My other buddy it went with us, him and his wife, and he goes, Hey, didn't we used to uh, go to Hemingway's and see these guys when we were drunk? And I was like, Yes! So that was pretty cool, but Hemingway's is, and Hemingway's is still around. There's still a nice. little bar in Mary Square.
3: I'm sorry, I'm just looking at uh, Taco Express is still there. <laughs> you ever go back to places? Yeah, AJ, where, I, I just looked
5: it up. AJ's is gone. It's something else now.
3: town. Yeah, I'm, I'm very heartbroken have, right you now. You haven't the been in the city.
2: still there though. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. In a long time, and you go back, and then it's something else, and you're like, oh,
5: or you find that the thing was there 20 years ago is still there. 15 years ago, you're like, it's still there. Right. Now, when I was uh, at Virginia Tech, and again, they disavow me, Carl. There's like one bar in all of Blacksburg at the time, this place called The Balcony. And it, I believe it's still there. There was a place called Corn Beef in Roanoke. That was a good bar scene. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, at NYU, that's New York City. So there's a, I bartended a place called Niagara on Avenue A and 7th, which was a great gig. That bar still exists. And I've got a mural of the Clash on the outside. Manuals. Wow, wow. These. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just looking. I haven't looked at, because <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. I, I couldn't imagine going to. I mean, if you go to Austin, there's so many six through, is it Sixth Street, Sixth Avenue, Sixth Street, Sixth Street. All, yeah. That whole bar scene I, and the live music. I couldn't imagine. I mean, Tallahassee was mind blowing for me because I'd never, you know, been away from home. Home. Yeah. But uh, man, Austin's like a whole other level.
3: Well, and it's funny because it's even grown. Obviously, since then, you know, South by Southwest. For those who don't know, um, I, I went to the first one that they ever had. It was a joke. Like, people thought, you know, this thing's never going to turn out to be anything. It's huge now. They didn't have it in 2020, but if you've ever been, it's a huge who's who of music, movies. So that festival... Um, along with a bunch of other things, like Tito's becoming Tito's and taking off. He has his big event there every year. I mean, there's a bunch of things that go on, but it's even become more so now, Mike, than it did, it was, you know, 20 years ago. But it's incredible, man. I'm just looking
5: at some of these places I haven't seen on a map going,
3: right. it's still there. Hey, by the way, Squid Billy, uh,
5: Eric Lee, one of our sales guys for here at uh, 92.9 The Game in v 103 Eric, by the way, also doubles as an actor, Carl. Been a lot of uh, ATL yeah. homicides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric's got a picture of his vet on Twitter, and he also does not drive his car oh, in the geez.
2: rain. You of course he doesn't. Those salespeople, they always have money in their pockets somehow. <laughs> um, hey.
5: Look at, look at you, you little socialist. Don't, you're the one, don't you have a golf cart in a private golf community? Thank you. <laughs> yes. I
2: paid for it. I worked. Hey, but you know what? I'll drive my golf cart in the rain. I'm not too good to get the tires wet. All right. Although oh I didn't my take God! And I guess
3: for those who are not getting this, Mike's not getting his Corvette wet in the rain.
5: That's what this is about. All right, by the way, real quick, you're going down this road. Quick, <laughs> last night on 85, I'm in the left lane, and I'm I'm literally it's pouring rain. There's cars hydroplaning. It was another wreck by exit 66. And, and anyway. Some dude comes flying by like a little Ford Fiesta, you know, a a beater, and I know this guy's going to wreck, and I watch it, and sure enough, two 360s, kaboom. So no, Squid, no, I'm not going to drive my car in the rain, my brand-new, week-old car with 200 miles on it in the frickin' rain. Game winner tonight will be, when did you realize you lost touch with the people? (laughs)
2: I saw a car parked on the side of the highway last night with a car cover on it. Don't worry, that was just Mike. He did his car oh, to again. get wet.
5: You know what? You know, by the way, Carl's got more cars than me, by the way. Shut every, up, Mike! Every, Shut every time, up! Every time I don't see Carl. Like, we were at the Falcons Photo shoot, we both had new cars that neither one had even told each other about.
2: The Carl's come in a box they had to assemble it. Oh no, dealership. No. <laughs>
5: I mean, technically, I could use a three-car garage. But, again, Carl, we earned this stuff. We, we earned, earned it. it. Thank you, Mike Bell. Uh, we earned
3: it.
2: You I are think, absolutely I, right. I think we stumbled upon the game-winner for real, though, uh, your college bar.
5: Yes. There you okay. go. Real quick,
2: uh, before we get out of here, if, you want, if you're if you bored today on a rainy day and you need some entertainment, well, just log on Twitter. Uh, go to Danny Connell's tweet about, Um, He says, week one, the Raiders play the Ravens in Las Vegas at a stadium requiring proof of vaccination to enter. What happens to Lamar Jackson? Is he allowed to play? (laughs) Just just open it and enjoy the comments. Chris, hit the music.
3: I'm going to go to that now. That's good stuff. I like how Mike (laughs) – stop talking about me. Carl's got more cars than I do. (laughs) Carl has more cars than I do. Love it! Hey, man, we got plenty more to dive into. Good job, Bo. You got us thinking about all these bars, man, in college. Uh, places you hadn't thought about in years, probably. Or if you're fresh out of school, maybe right. maybe you, you, you've been back since then. Hey, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, 420, Martin Stevenson, Tournament Director of the Tour Championship. But when we come back, what's going on at UGA? It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game on Odyssey.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, Thank you.